You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Reborn into a living hope is the title of this devotion. Reborn into a living hope. You see, we are saved, the scripture says, in hope. I'll read that to you in a minute from Romans 8. We're saved in hope. Why would that be an important message? Because we are not yet what we shall be. We are now having a down payment by the inward life of Christ of what we shall be. We are partakers of the divine nature. We're partakers of the inheritance in the light. Colossians 1, 10, 12 and 2 Peter chapter 1 talks about that we are free from the corruption that is in this flesh by partaking of the divine nature. And we now have the divine nature of Christ in us, keeping us dead to sin and alive to the Father in Him. And we have this now by the keeping power of the Lord and thereby being kept by the power of God for the salvation that is ready to be revealed that He is appearing. And we are thereby saved in hope. Why? Because what we shall be is not yet made fully visible. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, we see what we shall be dimly like in a copper mirror. We can dimly see the reflection of the divine life in us. But when Christ comes in the twinkling of an eye, 1 Corinthians 15 says, we shall see him and be like him. So we are saved in hope. So this is what I'm talking to you about, reborn into a living hope. And one of the scriptures that so beautifully sets this out within such a concentrated few words is the writing of Peter. And you can so clearly see how Peter was inspired by the Holy Spirit because from this simple fisherman came such riches of glory, such riches of heaven. And you could see that he was truly reborn, partaking of the heavenly life that sharing the inheritance of the saints in the light because he perfectly lays it out for you and me to be able to grasp it and make it our own through faith. Oh, thank God for these scriptures that we have, amen. So first Peter chapter one, verse three, blessed to be praised, to be hallowed, to be honored, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again begotten us again, made us alive again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into this living hope. Christ is the hope of glory. Colossians 1 verse 27. It says there, God will to make known what is the riches of the inheritance of the saints. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, my friends, how these scriptures are such a comfort. 
and an exhortation for us not to grow weary in well-doing, but to press on to lay hold of the price of the upward call of God in Christ, to not look to this world as if the husks of this natural life could give any eternal life. David said in Psalm 63, I live in this world as if I am in a desert, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, but I've seen your power in the sanctuary and I will worship you and lift up my hands in your name for you will satisfy me with fat and marrow. With, in other words, the inward manifestation of your life, I will partake of that heavenly satisfaction. Psalm 63 is such a good thing. Your love is better to me than life itself. Therefore, my lips will praise you and I will bless your name and so forth. Oh, it's so powerful. We have been made alive again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance, to a future of all that we have been given as sons and daughters of God in Christ to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are being kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time and so forth. It's very powerful. You see, the inheritance is the spirit of sonship, that all that the Father is in us is ours in Him. Jesus beautifully describes this in many places, but especially there in John 16, verse 14 and 15, He says, He, the Holy Spirit, will take of what is mine and give it to you. And then Jesus says, when I say He will take of what is mine, all that is the Father's is mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what's mine and give it to you. That is the spirit of inheritance. That is the spirit of sonship. And and you see, we as sons and daughters are co-heirs together with Jesus Christ. And while that is not fully visible yet, we therefore live by faith in this living hope. Jesus, who has entered for us, who has gone before us, who is made the way and entered into the Holy of Holies of the fullness of God's presence, is the embodiment of what He now grants us to share by our union with Him that He has ready for us. Oh my goodness, friends, if you could grasp this and keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you will not just not grow weary, but you will grow strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to worship him continuously for God, Colossians 1.27, willed to make known what are the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have this living hope. We have been made alive. In this living hope, we're reborn into a living hope. And as I said earlier to you here in Romans chapter 8, it explains it to us so sweetly, starting in verse 24. 
for we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. You see, we know this hope. We know it because we see Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, I will manifest myself to you. And as I live, you will live also. And in that day when the Holy Spirit comes into you, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. This is in John 14, verse um, 16 through verse 23. And I and the Father will come and make our boat with you and so forth. Such beautiful, beautiful revelations that we, these precious promises given to us in Christ, we now partake of them through the divine nature, Second Peter chapter 1 t teaches us, where we are partakers according to precious promises of this divine nature, of this life of the Son of God in us. You see, listen, <laughs> Jesus is the guardian of this life. He perfectly embodies the fullness of all we are predestined to. He is not just the image of God. He is the image of man. He is the perfect image of man, not just the perfect image of God. So we are predestined, according to Romans 8 here, to be conformed to his image. And while his image has not been perfected in us yet. It is being perfected in us, according to 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, by His Spirit in us continuously as we're being renewed, chapter 4, 16 of 2 Corinthians, continuously, inwardly by His Spirit in the knowledge, Colossians 3, verse 10, of whom we are predestined to be created in. Jesus is what we were predestined to. He says, let us make man in our image. That is Genesis 1.26. So we know we were predestined to his image. He came to reveal who we were predestined to be. And now he is the guardian of that life. He is the son of man at the father's right hand, the guardian of that life. Why is that so important, dear friends? Because you and I are still earthly in this human body. And because of the weakness of the flesh, we die. <laughs> we fade away. But we don't. We now live, though we are dead in the flesh. We are alive in Christ. And he who is the guardian of the life comes to continuously reveals himself in us, his life in us so that we will live because of him. So we live because of him. And when he appears and we see him, then the hope will come into its full realization of its predestination and we will be like him in the twinkling of an eye. John also writes about this in 1 John chapter 3. Beloved, how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that now we should be called children of God when it is not yet made manifest yet what we shall be. We know this, that when we see him, we will be like him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Having this hope, 
Let us purify ourselves. It says then in verse 3. You know, friends, I do believe that it is important that the hope of what we are predestined to be is continuously set before us by the Holy Spirit so that we have the motivation to look to the joy set before us and not grow idle in our faith, indifferent, but that we stay passionate. You see, when he is revealed, it says, when Jesus appears and is revealed from heaven, it says here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. You see, when he comes, we will see him and in the twinkling of an eye, First Corinthians 15 says, we will be like him. It's verse 51 and verse 52 of 1 Corinthians 15. In the twinkling of an eye, we will be like him. We will be made perfect in his likeness. That treasure in us, that life of the Spirit in us, will fully clothe us, will fully embody us. <laughs> and then he will present us to the Father holy and without blame in his sight, all to the praise and the glory of his accomplished work. And we will stand before the Father singing, worthy is the Lamb to receive the glory and honor and power and riches and dominion forever and ever. For he has made us priests and kings to our living God or a kingly priesthood to our living God. Oh, friends, I want to encourage you. Look to Jesus and be filled with hope and believing. I'm going to close with you here from Jude chapter. Uh, it's only one chapter in Jude. <coughs> and, and just before I read this, you know the story of Abraham. And, and Sarah, how God gave them the word. You are the father of many nations. In your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And Abraham believed. And he took that word and began to live by faith that what God had spoken, he was able to perform. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Chapter 14 says that he believed he would be the father of as many as the stars of heaven and the sand by the seashore innumerable. And he believed, and that belief was accounted to him for righteousness. And though naturally he was dying, and Sarah naturally was dead when it came to her womb, there was absolutely nothing natural in her that could produce the answer. And from them who were as good as dead were born as many as the stars of heaven, it says in Hebrews 11, because they believed that what God had spoken, he was able to perform. And it came to pass because God had said it. And what he said, he worked by his spirit. It did not come to pass because their natural abilities could produce it. No, the opposite. And that is what it means to live by faith in hope against hope. Naturally speaking, we're all hopeless when it comes to the image of God. None of us are righteous. There's not one who is holy and righteous before God. We've all fallen short of His glory. And yet, by grace, through faith in Christ, we now share that heavenly life that is being kept 
perfect at the Father's right hand in the body of Jesus, ready to be revealed at His appearing. And when we see Him, we will be made perfect in His likeness when this glory is fully embodying His glory and we will be made more glorious in His glory reflected in us and be fully clothed, fully embodied that glory so that He could present us to the Father as He promised a church without spot or wrinkle, holy, acceptable and well-pleasing in His sight. So listen to this in closing. Now, to Him... <coughs> who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Trust the Lord. He's able to keep you from stumbling and present you without fault in the presence of his glory. Amen. Have a good day.